This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Fisherman Joe. He fucks eels. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. The only podcast that does not sleep for fear that Freddy will kill him. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Freddy. Oh. And I murder children. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. Uh, Today uh, we are doing the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Not the remake. Which not the God, awful. Thank God, not the remake. <laughs> the, the movie franchise <laughs> that spawned six other movies that were just eh. Eh. Like two of them are good. What? Yeah, number two is okay. Is it? I think it's okay. I rewatched that afterwards, and I was like, "This is just not that good." I, I don't. I, maybe I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't really. I guess maybe I don't really remember. But I feel like I remember watching two, and I was like, "It's all right." It's the one where it's like it begins with like the bus, and it's just kind of like hanging on the edge. Nope, don't remember that one. <laughs> so nope. Maybe I'm the, thinking of three. I don't know. Dream Warriors. I think that one is. I don't know. Dream Warriors is is, is okay. Yeah, it's it's all right. But the first one, first one is fantastic. This one's really good. Mm-hmm. This one's really really good. Like a straight up. Like it's for what it is, it has some incredible imagery. Yes, um, some really great practical effects. Absolutely. Uh, and this movie is genuinely scary, in my opinion. You're like, right on the button there. <laughs> like I really do. I really think that it's an actual like scary movie. That mm-hmm. like if you're watching at night, lights all the lights off. Yeah, like, you ain't going to bed right away. Like it really does kind of like have this psychological effect on you. Yeah, and it spawned a lot of anxiety for kids Yeah, when it came out. Absolutely. So, Zach, give us the rundown of who's in it. All right, guys. So, Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984. It was directed by Wes Craven. You have the main person in it, Robert England. Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Depp's it. stomach. Yeah. Well, Johnny Depp, this was his first film. Yeah. So, you have Robert England who plays Freddy Krueger, and it's weird because, like, not until, like, the third movie, I think, they call him Freddy Krueger. Every other, like, for the first and second one, they called him Fred. Fred Krueger. Well, he, in this movie, he refers to himself as Freddy. He says, like, here's Freddy and stuff like that. Yeah, but, like, everybody around him. Calls refer- him Fred. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Uh, you have Heather Langenkamp, who plays Nancy. She's your main character, basically. Yeah. Her boyfriend is Johnny Depp, which this was his first film again. Right. Uh, who is played by Glenn, or who plays Glenn. You have John Saxon, who plays Donald, the father. Right. And then you have Roan Thompson, who plays Marge, the mom. Marge? Oh, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's who you got um, in it. Yeah. You got other side characters, but like they die that's early your, on. Yeah, that's, so. your, that's your main core there. Um, and if you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street and you don't, for some reason, know what the fuck, who Freddy Krueger is, uh, he's a guy who terrorizes you in your dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's got this little twist, which no longer is a twist, but at the time, it was that if he could hurt you in your dreams, then he would hurt you in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, basically what it's about. It's about a a girl who's having these terrible nightmares of this guy named Freddy. And then there's, of course, like a little bit of like an investigative purpose and whatnot of like, okay, who is he? What is he? And there's kind of like this really cool backstory to him that I actually think is fairly compelling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the mom's story of like what happened and all that, like all that kind of stuff, I think actually still holds up today. I think so. And I think that this movie is truthfully like perfectly paced. Like mm-hmm. this movie, in my opinion, you don't, you don't go more than about 
there's there's almost you don't probably don't go more than like 15 minutes without having a dream sequence with Freddy in it. Exactly. And, and that's, it's and it really keeps the momentum going. Like there's never because like with a lot of horror movies, you have like like let's take like the classic um, like haunted house film, mm-hmm. like a, like a stereotypical haunted house film. It's like okay, here's the family. This is like here's some characters, and then you have like you know them doing their thing, and then things start going bump in the night, and then a couple scary things happen. Then they bring in like a paranormal investigative uh, you know investigative team. Things kind of like really slow down there, and then yeah. it's like, okay, here's all your character development and all that, and then like by the third act is like the climax, and that's when like everything hits the fan. This movie just kind Fucking of just starts always <laughs> just kind of keeps you going mm-hmm. with like the with that momentum of like Freddy's like always there and and the dream sequences and then the dreams like within dreams and you don't know if they're in a dream and if they're not in a dream and if Freddy's only is like did, did he get pulled out of the dream now mm-hmm. and like all that and like it really just keeps everything going and honestly it's like paced perfectly yeah i mean even from the very start like you have the character tina just like in the dream sequence and yeah. like right then and there you see Freddy. so mm-hmm. it's like it immediately starts you off with like who he is and like what he does yeah and i remember like really growing up as a kid and like when i first ended up watching this like nightmare on elm street really terrified me and it, it has like something to say too where it's like they even say it in the film, the more that you give yourself and the more that you're afraid of Freddy, the more power he gets. Yeah. And in my mind as a kid, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, if I start to believe in Freddy, does that mean that, like, he'll come after me? Yeah. And I thought that that was, like, amazing for what Wes Craven did because it's like, what's the one place where it's like you shouldn't have any fear, where it's like you can be, like, calm and relaxed is when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And this character just takes away all of that because... That's the one place where, like, he can hurt you, and eventually you have to sleep. Yeah, you can, you like, you cannot go more than like a few days without sleeping. Right, and even Nancy, like, what what she said, she was on like day four. Seven. Of no, fuck. Yeah, day seven. <laughs> That's of, so of bad. No sleep. She was like, the record is eleven, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know exactly. Like, there's there's this really there's this really terrifying idea that like the one place that you should it's kind of like what you said already like be be able to like relax and unwind is just you know taking a nap or going to sleep or whatever and once but that's like the ultimate fear yeah it's like you oh okay now that's taken away from you so like what do you do because like you said you need to go to sleep eventually mm-hmm. it's going to happen yeah like, no matter I mean, how many pots of coffee that you have in your bedroom <laughs> like, <laughs> she has one under the bed you know like you're gonna eventually knock out yeah because i mean like for situations of you know like with jason like the friday the 13th series like you can leave camp crystal lake yeah halloween like with michael myers you can but you leave can't the leave town. the spaceship that he's on <laughs> oh. <laughs> jason <Wait>. x yeah <laughs> that was a good one oh, he's got the God. nanobites um awful yeah <laughs> it's fun um, but yeah like you cannot escape the dreams yeah and i think like even though they don't go, like, heavy with, like, metaphors in this film, mm-hmm. like, there is something to say as a whole of the franchise of Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy's whole backstory is really kind of like a sins of the father, air quotes type mm-hmm. situation where it's like, you know, what your parents did will be passed down to you. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to say about, like, Reaganism, too, like, during the time when this movie did come out yeah, where it's just, like, people are so fearful of everything. Mm-hmm. And then even so... There was like one other thing that I put down. 
alcoholism too. Like alcoholism is like a huge thing in this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I mean, again, like when you like, they they kind of unravel this this kind of like mystery of like who he is. I think kind of perfectly when you know you when, don't really know until when like halfway Nancy through. like pulls the hat mm-hmm. out from the dream and and it says like Fred Krueger on it. And then the mom's like, that's not like, that's impossible. Fred Krueger died a long time ago and whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like you, you kind of like realize like, oh, like Freddie is like kind of linked. And I don't remember how they kind of go forward with it. Like in the future films and like, you know, what they, how they kind of like relate him to why he's haunting like these specific people. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, it's like he's haunting the people that killed him and yeah. he's haunting and he's not even haunting them specifically. He's haunting their kids. Mm-hmm. Right. So like when you learn that Freddie was this, they don't go as far as to call him like a child molester, but it seems like he was down going down that road of like luring kids in, you know, molesting and raping them and then murdering them. And, I think like the reboot, they actually like fully said that. Okay, so but, but like mean, in this, this movie, one, they don't. They, yeah. they they just call him like a child murderer. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, it's kind of like led to believe that like he's got like a fucking like uh, like a warehouse type deal, like a shed somewhere in the back. Like he's you have to imagine like what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I think that it's like a really interest. It's it's a dark, dark mm-hmm. like backstory, <laughs> but it's it's very compelling. Yeah, and it really makes for. The character of Freddy, like you understand right off the bat why he's the antagonist and why he's doing this. Yeah, and I love the opening shots, the the very first, op- you know, like kind of like when the credits are rolling, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it's actually before the credits actually roll. You have you just see Fred's hands, yeah, like building, and this is when he's alive. This mm-hmm. isn't when he's you know now dead. So like you have him making these like not like the the, the knife, the the infamous uh, knife. Love, right and um and it's like he was making that to murder these kids with Mm -hmm. and like that's like because like because i didn't realize that and like when i when it first started i'm like okay is this like because you know like he's all burned right so like his his hands were normal in that scene in the in the opening shot so i was like okay like i think that means that he's still alive so like because it's kind of weird to think like freddy's like in the dreams building like yeah. weapons like you know what i mean like it well, i mean of, he has his own like boiler room yeah, in the yeah, dream, yeah. so but like it just kind of like it's kind of like weird but then you realize like no 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 he, this is like him when he was alive and a mm-hmm. man and this is like what he was like doing to prepare to go out and like kill the kids like that's that's like fucking scary like yeah. that is true horror right there already mm-hmm. like from the opening shots and then like when you realize like that opening shot and then you learn the background it all like comes full circle and like that's her that's literally horrific yeah absolutely and i think like there's a, a huge part to play too with robert england as a as an actor because not so much in this film but like throughout the series he, he, he becomes he so become, charismatic exactly like he is like so perfect for the role mm-hmm. like he really brings the character to life and yes like sometimes it borders on like a comedy character yeah but he has like all these like one-liners oh yeah that like is just so great i mean <laughs> yeah. even so like when like when tina's running away and like he's she's like oh please god and he's like no this is god yeah, and, like yeah, shows yeah. the claw like yeah. that's perfect yeah there's so the freddy sequences every single one of mm-hmm. them except for me when he comes out and he's like running around the house and light him on fire, it gets a little like a little slapsticky, slapstick, yeah. <laughs> and it gets a little like eh. Well, for me, it was like 
I mean, I appreciate the effect of it, but I thought like, come on, what are you doing? Is is in the beginning when like he's just got the elongated arms. Yeah. And it's like you could have like I get it because you're doing the effect of like him scratching the claws on like the wall, mm-hmm. but just have him close to the wall. Well, you know, I, in a way, yeah, but you also have to, like, acknowledge that, like, he's in a dream, so he yeah. can make, he can do all this, like, crazy stuff, like, that isn't, like, real. No, so, I know, like, he can morph himself Yeah, yeah, and which, and they, and they really start, like, like, laying into that in the later films, where he's, like, starts oh, turning into, like, one? crazy shit, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, this movie is just, the, I, I just love, I love the dream sequences in this yeah. film, and I love the sequences where it's not even, like, and when it's, like... The person is sleeping specifically one of my favorite there's I have two favorite sequences in this film Mm -hmm. and I think you probably know the 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 first one is when the first character with the girl I don't can't remember name it's not Nancy it's I think that's Tina that's Tina with Rod yeah Mm -hmm. when she starts like getting thrown on the wall oh it's so and is like getting and like getting tossed and rolling up the wall and then rolling on the ceiling Mm -hmm. and then falls I mean dude First off, it's horrific yes. and it's very, very scary. But from a technical standpoint, it still looks incredible. Well, that's why, like, I was trying, like, after I saw the scene, I was trying to, like, figure out in my head. Like, how do they do this? Yeah, and the only thing, especially to, like, I'm, I'm sure it's the other one for you, but Johnny Depp's character, Glenn, dying. Yeah. Like, in, like being sucked into the bed. And, I would like, imagine they had the to blood. flip the room. That's upside I, down. That's what I'm thinking is like they had to build the set of the room upside down, upside down, yeah. and then just kind of like squirt the blood out yeah. and then flip it in post production. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what I was thinking too because I'm like, there's no other way that they could have done this. But that's actually not my second favorite. Oh really? My my second favorite one is when I believe it's Nancy at this point is sleeping. Oh, and he yes. comes out of like the white wall behind mm-hmm. her, and it's like the wall becomes this kind of like plasticky, mm-hmm. um, whatever. And then his face kind of comes up a little bit, and then it kind and then it regresses, and then his full body comes out. Yeah. And then you see like the hands and the claws and everything, and then she wakes up, and then she like puts the 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 crucifix on back on the wall, and she like taps on the wall because she like kind of felt like something was going on there and the wall is just like normal like drywall again it's fantastic it's such a good just it's so such a good practical effect exactly and i i really think like i think i looked it up because like all they did was they took the wall and like they filmed both portions of it where it's like you know her sleeping and then her tapping on the wall and then they cut it out and put like a silicone on it Mm -hmm. of like the same color and just had like freddie kind of like yeah and it it. looks incredible it looks like you couldn't you, you wouldn't be able better. to tell you wouldn't be able to tell that like it's a silicone wall or anything like there's no like because like there's one scene when she's running up the stairs mm-hmm. and and her feet start like getting like the the, the stairs kind of become like marshmallowy yeah like you can literally like see like where, where her foot <laughs> yeah like where her foot is supposed to go next mm-hmm. it's like okay but that you know that's fine whatever but that scene you cannot tell that the wall in any way is has been replaced with a fake wall exactly it looks incredible it's mm-hmm. perfect and like to do it a- nowadays like most people would just do like cgi and it yeah. would not look the same yeah and yeah man the practical effects in this fucking movie it's, are great. it's a testament to like wes craven yeah like he really like thought this whole thing out mm-hmm. and another thing too is nancy herself is a very compelling character as like main protagonist of the film okay like, I don't know for you, but to me, like, I really felt compelled of, like, you know, how smart she's thinking this out. Like, a lot of the times in the 80s, especially in horror movies, 
everyone was like the very like dopey stupid kind of like oh shit like the monster's chasing us let's run into the abandoned mansion yeah 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 but nancy where like, he lives <laughs> and knows all the corners of the house <laughs> yeah exactly so for nancy like really understanding who freddy is and then, like you said, like when she pulls out the hat from the dream, she immediately is like, oh, I can bring him into the real world and I can kill him that way. Yeah. And sparks like this whole plan. And then again, she kind of does like Home Alone shenanigans a little bit with yeah. like the gunpowder. You know, the you know what was really funny? It was like the sledgehammer. Like, well, well, that. But I just mean like she was like, Dad. I'm going to like go to sleep or whatever. You need to be back in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to like, it's going to be enough time for me to like go to, go to sleep and then be able to pull him out and whatever. So be there in 20 minutes. And he's like, okay, whatever. Sure. And then after that, she just goes through this whole elaborate plan of like hollowing out, uh, the, the light bulb and mm -hmm. putting gunpowder in it and then creates like this whole rig for like a sledgehammer. I'm like, this is taking way more than 20 minutes yeah. to do. Like, this is an hour long project. <laughs> Your dad just comes back. is like, you done yet? All right. <laughs> and then even so too, like when, um, when she brings Freddie out and she's like running around the house and like, she breaks the window and it's like, dad, dad. And the other deputy comes out. It's like, Hey Nancy, go back to bed. Yeah, yeah. And he can plainly see Freddie. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> it just doesn't do anything. Really. Yeah. Um, another like really incredible scene in this film that I think is like really just to, like to today to today's standards mm -hmm. is like still really fucking compelling and still creepy as hell is when Nancy is sleeping in in class and then she wakes up and uh, she goes out in the hallway mm -hmm. and there's like the blood streak down the hallway and you see Tina's body. In, yeah, like she's it's like laying in a puddle of blood in the hallway, and mm -hmm. then the feet just get like lifted up by nothing, yeah, and gets dragged away. And the arm, her arm kind of just like flops out, like fantastic to, to today's standard. It still is incredible. That was another sequence where it's like, I'm trying to figure out, like, like how do you do it? And the only thing I can think of is like reversing the footage where it's like they had the legs maybe on like a string and then just dropped them yeah and like pushed it out and they just reversed it so it looked like somebody picked up her legs and brought them over yeah i don't know i really it's, don't know it just looks so it's good. so good it's so good like there's so much really to love about like this film specifically the practical effects yeah like that's like where this movie absolutely shines mm -hmm. and i think like for me the best scene was when Glenn dies, like being sucked into the bed. It's really good. It's just so cool of like how they did it. Yeah. And I, I can only think of like, they kind of like hollowed out the bottom yeah. of the bed and yeah. kind of had him just like really stay like, like holding all of his weight, like at his ankles and like his, his back. So he doesn't fall into the hole too yeah, yeah, soon. Yeah. And then just being sucked into it. Uh huh. I think that, um, like the ending of the film for mm -hmm. me, like not not the ending ending. I actually kind of like the the like the actual like final shot, mm -hmm. but the way where uh, where Nancy's or yeah Nancy's like I know how to defeat him. I'm gonna just stop giving him the power. Yeah, and I was like, eh, all right, like okay, that's fine. But then like the way that like Freddie just like turns into like a really weird like static man. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and then just kind of like disappears. It's like eh. Yeah, because the whole movie is all practical effects, and then you have like this one weird CGI. Scene. Yeah, but and then like even like the mom, like when the mom dies. Oh, it's just a fucking like a tube 
person. But, like, I just mean, like, you know, like, the whole, like, the descent into, like, the bed, the mattress. Oh, I like that scene. I, I don't know. Like, for me, like, it feels kind of, like, out of place a little. See, for me, it's, like, the CGI scene of, like, Freddy going away. And then afterwards, like, when Nancy walks out. And then the mom's waving goodbye. And Freddy, like, pulls the mom through the door window. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can clearly see it's just kind of, like this cloth person that like well it's like a mannequin yeah yeah like made up in like the outfit and you can plainly see yeah but like whatever like i mean look i love that scene but like it's a cool scene it's a cool idea but Mm -hmm. i mean yeah it's like okay that that didn't like you could obviously tell yeah but i don't know for me like that that scene where like the the body like lowers into like the mattress and then and then the mattress basically goes to hell yeah like i don't know i just felt like kind of like okay that was kind of weird like, I don't know, like, it just fell out of place for me a little. And, a little then, and then and then the same deal with, like, when he becomes, like, a static TV program and then he just kind of, like, disappears. I'm like, ah, that was also kind of, like, weird. Yeah. Did you notice that Nancy was watching Evil Dead, though? Yeah, I did. I, I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think that the ending, though, was really cool where, mm-hmm. where, you, where you're led to believe that she, like, took away all the power from Freddy. But I, I, I didn't fully understand, like, taking away the power from Freddy brought back everybody to life. Well, but because I mean, it's not true because yeah. it was still like in a dream, but like, I didn't understand like how that would be physically possible if it was real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of seems to me like for the ending that Freddie leads her to believe that she took away the power. Yeah. But I guess that's not really how it works. Like he can still go forth. It's just like, he's not as powerful. Mm, yeah. So he's got to like bring forth like more fear in order to regain. Yeah. Everything. But it's really cool. Like when the, when the, uh, when the convertible top pops up, yeah. And because like you colors. really, you really are like led to believe like, Oh, like this is like a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And when the convertible top turn comes up and then like the windows start rolling up and the car starts driving away and it literally looks like Freddy's like sweater. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so cool. Well, that's why too, like, I mean, cause again, I watched the second one yeah. and like in that one, they tell you, cause like it's 10 years later and Nancy and her family were killed in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, okay. Like she actually did fail in this whole thing. Like yeah. she was killed. But then it's weird because I think in the third one she comes back as the main character. I don't know. So I don't I don't know where like the timeline is, but like specifically for this movie, it it's done in a very well way where it's like she obviously didn't win. The killer is still there. Like you can't get rid of Freddy. Yeah. And again, it spawned a lot of fear because it's like, oh fuck, like even if I don't give him power, he still will come after me. Yeah. Yeah, Freddy's a scary entity mm-hmm. you know like he really really is like and i like you never really get like a great like look at his face no not until like later on yeah but so like in the beginning like you really never get like a great look at him but like still like you can just tell first off i will say that like robert england's like he, he doesn't look like a very tall man mm-hmm. <laughs> so like when he's running after nancy i'm like yeah, he's he a looks small very short. little leprechaun guy. Like, kind of like. <laughs> I know, I did notice that too. <laughs> but still, um, it's and he still- said that too. He's like, "Oh yeah, they had to like make me look taller, like later <laughs> and on." He still looks short. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's funny. That, that's, that's really funny because he really doesn't look look uh, look like a big guy. No, he's and I think that like goes along with him too, where it's like you know. He's supposed to be like this child murderer. He's like a slender kind of guy, like almost like a Jeffrey Dahmer type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
slender man that like not slender man but a slender a slender comma ma- man thank you because people will get that confused uh-huh. but he's a smaller guy so like it makes for like okay anybody could really be this yeah and one of the things that i thought was really cool like in interviews with robert england was um how he kind of like portrayed like the the motions of freddy mm-hmm. specifically where how he kind of like leans down with like his claw arm yeah and he actually took that from um a lot of clint eastwood movies where it's like a lot of westerns of okay they have like their arm cocked down for like in case they right are ready to shoot yeah and he wanted to do that too where it's like cock down the arm so he can pull out the claw and just get him that's really pretty quick. cool <laughs> yeah and i was like that's that's a really cool effect yeah because again like he it, it's so weird because the studio new line cinema was literally saved mm-hmm. by nightmare on elm street yeah and for the longest time in this period horror movies were kind of like the the ugly kids that like sat right next to the bathroom stalls for the cafeteria exactly like for lunchtime exactly. don't talk about yourself like that you know, Frank, I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> yes, I sat by the bathroom yeah, because I, I, I had to I, shit I, afterwards. <laughs> it was more strategy than eat, anything. I would eat on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it goes in, comes right out. I'm, I'm ready. It. And then you eat it I again. I am prepared. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, with that, mm-hmm. he really, Robert England and Wes Craven, like, really ended up bringing in this whole line of horror that could showcase that, like, you know, Horror movies can be, like, the number one at the box office. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to always be, like, action and romance films. Yeah, yeah. So, I I really think that's cool what Nightmare on Elm Street really did for, like, the horror industry. Yeah. I mean, it's classic. It really is a classic slasher. It's it's incredible. It still holds up to today. Mm -hmm. I would say, like, overall. You know, there's there's some little things here and there. But, I mean, you know, overall, it still holds up today. And it's not, like, a cheesy story. There's no, like... Un, like unnecessary romance that like they that they focus on it really is a straight up like Freddy Krueger and Nancy and them going kind of like at it yeah. and you know and then you get like the cool uncovering of that or the uncovering of Fred Fred's story and all that and it's just it, it just holds up absolutely mm-hmm. um you know I like Wes Craven as a director uh you know back in like the 90s and stuff is like kind of like where he peaked yeah I scream is to this day my opinion is a still a really really great slasher. I like I re- it. I really like Scream a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just so much to love about A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is like the slasher franchise for me. Yeah, I, not, I think, not Halloween. I love Halloween, but I think Freddy has to be like the king of it, just because he brings so much charisma. I think. Yeah, I think that there's like this. This he's more than one dimensional. Yeah, exactly, and he's really got like this cool just yeah again he's just like really charismatic mm-hmm. and he's just fun and i mean again they really kind of like lay into it later like on how like cool and like whatever just like how fun he is maybe the movies aren't maybe the movies don't hold up as well yeah but i mean still even in this movie like he's just fun like he's, he's got like he's still got the witty one-liners in this movie i like what they do with like the demonic voice with him where he's yeah. able to like change it and like make it like really really deep and then um yeah you know it's just like He's just a really cool fuck. He's a class. He's a classic yeah. horror, and and the phone scene too, where he's like, oh, "I'm the your tongue? boyfriend now." Oh, yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Um, you know, maybe maybe Johnny Depp's belly button is unnecessary, but you know what? Man, rocked that crop top. <laughs> Can't find a crop top like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Great movie. It yeah. really is. It's a really, really awesome, uh, fantastic uh, horror. Mm-hmm. So that I was your it. last pick. That was my last pick for spooky, scary Sweet. stuff. You have a recommendation? I do, and it goes along with this. Because we mentioned murdering children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how sweet it is! No, no um, we mentioned it a lot in this one. But uh, the second movie, mm. uh, Freddy's Revenge. So on Amazon, there's actually like a really cool documentary where it's like it's not even that long too. It's like an hour and twenty minutes, so like you can breeze through that. Um, it is called Scream Queen: My Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's this whole documentary about the second movie of the main character Mark Patton who ended up doing the second movie mm-hmm. because it kind of like almost sidelines Nancy's character and like just strictly focuses on him and then it's it's crazy because like he never ended up doing anything else after this and a part of that is to do with the fact that the film itself to a lot of people believe that it has a lot of homosexual innuendos and at the time that it came out there was so much homophobia around it Mm -hmm. and mark Patton, like being a gay man in the i think late 80s early 90s and the whole aids epidemic and everything like that like it just got to be too much for him and it's this really like sincere documentary following him and like what he was going through during that time and like why he decided not to go back to film and now like 30 years later he's going around and like telling his story of like what happened and like how he wanted to become like this famous actor and it just kind of like the movie that was supposed to set him up for success and like to go on to be something great ended up destroying it right then and there and it it again it's a really sincere thing of like him talking about like who he is and like how he is and like why he decided to do this and at the same time too like realizing how much of a cult classic the second movie is Mm -hmm. and falling in love with it and then also like a little conflict too where it's like he's going to the screenwriter for it and saying like why did you write my character as like this homosexual man knowing that I am and like I don't want to be outed and it's really great where they have that closure. So it's a really cool documentary. Um, goes along with the Freddy legacy too. And then Robert Englund's a part of it too. Really sincere about it all. Yeah. Like super supportive. Like I, I just, I fell in love with like how Robert England is in the documentary. Cause I'm like, he's such like a genuine a nice guy. guy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like weird when, when you have like, cause you, you kind of forget like that they're actors mm-hmm. like you like you know when you get like when you love a film so much it's like that that character that they are playing is not who they really are yeah so like he's not freddy krueger obviously and he doesn't have the same personality as freddy krueger and a lot of times it's like these great actors who portray these like awful people are actually just like sweethearts mm-hmm. kind of like what we said about eli roth like yeah. he makes like horrific shit but like He's just like a fucking nice dude. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, Yeah, so that's cool. Awesome. Uh, Frank, what are we doing for your last... The final pick of the Halloween episodes that we have been doing. For me, I I wanted to choose something that is very near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go straight horror, but I wanted to go definitely horror, but also like fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to do Robert Rodriguez's From Dusk Till Dawn. Nice. It's 
a true classic. It is very, uh, very horror action. Yeah. Um, kind of like feels like two movies in one. Yeah. But it's done so well. Uh, and you know, Tarantino, Robert yeah. Rodriguez, it's great. So that's going to be our final installment of the spooky, scary episodes. So if you haven't seen from dusk till dawn, please, I implore you to watch it. It is amazing. Mm. I promise you will not be bored. It's so fun. Um, Zach, please take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. 